Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast. How's it going? We're here. I don't know why I'm asking you a question. How's it going? You're not going to reply. I'm Scott. I'm here with my friend, Brand. How's it going? It's going very well, Scott. This, I know you're you're a little under the weather, so it's fair. We can accept what just happened. A little bit. I, I've I've been sick all week, and everything's finally coming back. But yeah, a little bit under the weather, so I'm a bit off. I apologize for the opening. That was rough. It's all right though. It's it, we we embrace our mistakes and we move past them around here. This week we're here to talk about Sleep Token. Their second LP, "This Place Will Become Your Tomb." Now, for those of you who don't know, Sleep Token are like a completely anonymous band. So coming up with notes for this was rather difficult for me. I have a few, but they're lacking in substance and detail that I usually give on every episode that I start. So you you don't have 20 minutes to run us through who was in the band for 15 years before this album came out? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, good. Yeah, it's it, it might be a quick back history on this one sleep token are a british rock collective the members of the band are a masked anonymous group of unknown musicians set to be united in their worship of an ancient deity identified by them as sleep who appeared to the band's lead singer vessel in a dream i'm a fan you know i'm a fan of that so already we're already we're starting off in this weird space right I'm I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff, just the theatrics and everything. Yeah, I'm, Dude, I'm a fan already. Th- and that's that's the thing. Okay, we're we're jumping into this my opinion type stuff already because that's the thing that shouldn't get me right. Because I've talked I don't know how many times about not digging bands with makeup, not digging the theatrics, not a fan of Ghost because they're really not musically in line with what their visual is like. Right, that stuff drives me crazy, but this. Like, I love this. But did you hear it before you knew they did that? No, because the first thing I saw was a video of theirs. That's the first I heard of them. Did you think it might have been the creative of the video? And that's not how they were all the time, maybe. I really got like a Slipknot feel from it. Like when I watched the video. Because you see the singer with a mask on and like the body paint and all that stuff singing. 
so I guess I got, yeah, just like a, a, I got that. That's part of the band from the video. But this particular aesthetic just grabs you then. Like yeah, you're just you're good on it. No idea. Arms up in the air. I'm completely lost. Don't know why this one caught me like this. And don't get me wrong. I like Slipknot, but they're, they're not even trying to be anonymous anymore. Other than, okay, let me see how many I can name. Okay. Jo- uh, Joey Jordison. I know RIP. Yep. Paul Gray, RIP. Joey died? Yeah. Shh. Oh, yeah, he did. Shit. God. <laughs> I was really worried that either I was wrong or I was breaking no. news to you. I, I, man, yeah. Paul Gray? Is that yeah. RIP also, also? Yep, also. Um, Corey, Taylor. Corey Taylor. I think that's it. That's, that's all the, the only three I know, too. <laughs> I know, but then the rest I know has their names, like Clown. Yep. That's it. Nope, that's, and that's even, <laughs> that's even it. And two of them are dead. All the active members of Slipknot, aside from Corey Taylor, I don't know who they are. That's I don't weird. know either. So they are still anonymous, but is it more they're trying or you can look it up though? Okay, like yeah. it, it might not be oh, like yeah, so you can't. Yeah, because you can't look up these guys, right? The, from no, Psycho there is dude. There is nothing. There is so much, and it's the same with Ghost, right? Like Ghost is the same way. You can't find out who they are. I've like there's speculation. I think <laughs> I there's know. speculation. Is there? And then it's also the way with, um, although I think it's kind of well known now, uh, is, isn't it Edsel Dope, who's X, the guy who's leading Static X? Oh, I don't know. I, I haven't listened to Static X since their first record. So you don't know anything about after Wayne died? What's going after on? After Wayne died, I have no idea. They brought in a quote unquote mystery man, and he's wearing like almost a dead skin looking mask of Wayne Static. Oh, that's messed up. But I think it's Edsel Dope. I think that's the big thing. And I think Edsel Dope and Wayne Static were like really, really good friends. Oh, okay. I think, and I think, you know, I think it was all above board. Like, I think it was done out of respect. Okay. And then, like, he's just called X. And it's just like, it's supposed to be like, it's still Wayne. Like, Wayne is always going to be the leader of Static X no matter sure. what. Yeah. Because there is no, I, I don't understand. That's a band that I don't understand how it continues without Wayne Static. When There's, that, so- I I think we've talked about this before too. I I don't like bands that go on without their lead singers. Although we did talk about the Arch Enemy, they've done it successfully. That's twice. yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know, but I didn't I didn't listen to Arch Enemy. I listened to Arch Enemy with the the main girl, right? The like so well, there was the started, dude who started. Yeah, they started out with the dude, and then they were it was Angela Gosso for a while, and then Angela Gosso became the manager, and right, it was yeah. Alyssa and then, White Luds. I thought oh, I, that I, I messed something up there, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. But maybe maybe that's the exception that proves the rule that like it shouldn't happen. Well, maybe it's because the she didn't die. Maybe that's the thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So what about like because like Alice like, Chains went on without Lane. How do you feel about like Zappa plays Zappa where like it's his son playing his music? I guess that's a different circumstance too. Or like the, the Led Zeppelin experience with like Jason Bonham. I guess it has to be bloodline related. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's that. Yeah. That's really, that's a really fine line. So it couldn't, how far of bloodline though? Cause so could like, who's power man 5,000 related to. He's related to Rob. Rob Zombie. Zombie. Yeah. He's Rob so Zombie's he, brother. So could he just become, could he just do that? Like if Rob Zombie died, could he just continue Rob Zombie character? I wouldn't give a shit. I don't like either of them that much. (laughs) (laughs) Could um, the dude from Deadsy just start 
just start doing share songs all the time or almond brother songs like put them in, put them both of the mix. unbelievable how talented that dude's parents are right <laughs> that's insane okay my bad we just fell out a deep hole of <laughs> we did that was this, crazy should this relative lead the band right <laughs> it's a new, I don't it's know a new I, game i don't think i could pull anymore i don't think i know anymore i don't think i do either could could doyle wolfgang von frankenstein take over the misfits lead vocals i don't think he can sing doesn't matter. Like, because isn't he isn't he Jerry Only's brother? Is he? I have no idea. I thought he's one of their brothers. I don't know. I could be wrong. That dude's a monster, though. Yeah. I don't think I can. I don't think I have any more like relatives that I know of in music. You don't have any. Sean Lennon doing Beatles songs. Or Julian doing song? Beatles songs. Yeah. Wait, did, one of them just did. I think Julian just did Imagine for the first time. For like really? Ukrainian, for like Ukrainian uh, raising money. Oh wow, that's interesting. I know Sean had a hand in putting together that John Lennon uh, crazy box set type thing not okay. too long ago. I'm sure there's a lot of like rappers kids, but I don't know if they could. We've never seen that, have you? We've never actually. Isn't some of Wu Tang's kids? Yeah, they did some that. Wu Tang's members' yeah. kids, that, but they're named the same almost. I forget like, their like ODB's, name. Well, second generation Wu is their collective. That's name. what, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. But like their individual names, like I think uh, Old Dirty Bastard's kid is named Young Dirty Bastard. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, and I think there's a couple more too. Like I think, I mean, there's I know like there's four more, or five of them, right? Yeah, but I think there's others that are more like they're named after their parents too, which is a weird move. I think that's the first yeah. time we've seen that, right? Like we've never seen. I've never seen that before. Yeah, second generation try to like continue a legacy in hip hop. Right. I like that. All right. My bad. Sleep token. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Yeah. Sleep wow. token. Uh the band's musical style has been described as alternative, post metal, ambient, progressive metal, and electronic, among other genres. The band was scheduled to play at Knotfest 2020, but the event was canceled due to concerns regarding the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. They previously toured their home country and much of the United Kingdom. They also opened for the band Issues in the United States. On June 18th, 2021, they performed at Download Pilot, which was like a COVID time version of the Download Festival. Oh, yeah. Which is like a giant festival in Europe, right? Yeah, huge. Yeah, it's it's, uh, the most popular British summer rock and heavy metal festival. Also that year, bands such as Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, Holding Absence, Neck Deep, Anner Shikari, Bleed From Within, Loathe, and Bullet For My Valentine performed. All all British bands. I always forget that Bullet For My Valentine is a British band. All the time. I often forget about Bullet For My Valentine. That's a sentence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely felt like it was going somewhere else, but yeah, that's Yeah, funny. no, that was it. No, uh, I really, really loved their first album. I think it's a masterpiece. It's phenomenal um and then after that they were industry plants that's why is that is that a thing one of my buddies was die hard he would anytime they came up he would run that into the ground yeah. he'd be like listen they're, they're all guys they were handpicked and put together for this band they're all too good they're all too <laughs> perfect what they're doing it you can't have a first album that's that perfect you can't it's it it really was amazing and then their second record was pretty all right but then they fell off really hard i think they just came yeah. out with a new record like this last year too I saw one on vinyl at Walmart and did not get close to it. I didn't mean either. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to a single track off of it. 
I bailed at Scream Aim Fire. That was that the was last our second one. one. That's where I bailed. So I I liked their first one a lot. And then yeah, I guess I like their EPs too. They had like a digi they put out a digi pack with like three or four songs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the poison poison's magnificent. Yeah, it's great. When it comes to the deity sleep, the front man of sleep token vessel says he is everywhere at all times. Vessel encountered sleep in a dream with promise of glory and magnificence if vessel followed him. The UK is old. Centuries of lore lay buried here. This land has power if only you knew how to use it. That was a quote. So the singer speaks of himself in the third person. He has to. He's just a vessel. man. Yeah, he is vessel. I will say that I did. I did cheat a little bit. And oh, did you? I would when I was listening to it. You know how you can like get the uh, like the liner notes on Amazon Music if you scroll up, like it'll tell you produce and everything. Right. Yeah. It said like vocals, keyboards, vessel one, drums, vessel two, and I said, "What is happening? What's this? <laughs> What's this about?" So then I I actually did Google them just to see if it was just one person or right. if it. And then that's when I saw that they were costumed and yeah. I didn't like read any of their history. I just saw that they there were this history to read. Like yeah. what I'm giving you these like sporadic notes of just random crap is all I could find. The only thing I saw was that the only reason the deities is, is called sleep is because any modern language cannot pronounce the actual name. Yeah, that's the history. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> the the symbol I don't know if you saw the symbol. It's at the bottom of the of the record. That is supposedly taken from ancient text that named the deity but put into okay. symbol form i don't dude, it was it's wild and it's it's actually it's hard for us as americans to fathom that yeah that country like it is that much older like it, oh, yeah. it's unbelievable how much history like the uk and europe has compared to america well right. that, at, that, at least that, known that history white yeah, that they didn't wipe away when they just eliminated. Yeah, g- just the side of natives. Yeah, we have a ton of Native American history here, uh, but you know, winners write the history. So, yeah, that's all gone. Rough. Yeah, terrible. He says about being anonymous. Our identities are unimportant. Music is marketed on who is or who isn't in a band. It's pushed, prodded, and molded into something it isn't. Vessel endeavors to keep the focus on his offerings. I like every. I like all of it. I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't like it. I should. I should think this is pretentious bullshit. But I, right, do, I exactly, do like it. Exactly. Uh, Sleep Token have released two EPs titled One, released back in December uh, 2016. Two was released July 2017. And then two full studio albums titled Sundowning, released November 21st, 2019. And This Place Will Become Your Tomb, which we're talking about, released September 24th, 2021, which peaked at number 39 in the UK charts. This Place Will Become Your Tomb is 12 tracks and roughly 52 minutes long. That's it for my notes. I, <laughs> I have reviews that we can go over, but like that's all of the back history I have of this band. There is like so little known about these guys. Which is something that I should hate. I should hate it. I mean, if they wanted to be anonymous, then it's working so Dude, far. They, they're great at it. I, I actually heard somewhere that um, when they went in to record for this record, they came in costume. So that okay. like the producers and all the engineers and stuff wouldn't know who they are. I love it from an outside source, but like 
imagine if you had to be the engineer in there and like you're so just angry. there to you're just there to do levels and they're like don't look at me my mask fell down don't look at me don't look at me it's like dog i'm just here to mess with the treble like i don't give a shit who you are <laughs> but from an outside standpoint i like i, I, mean, I love it that may or may not be true like, like that they did yeah. that or not i mean it, it's i'm hearing it from somebody who probably heard it from somebody you know what i mean yeah. But just imagine, like, you're that dedicated to this persona, this anonymity. Well, I mean, wasn't, didn't, like, MF Doom used to send just fake dudes to perform? Yes. It's insane. Yeah. So crazy. So I have some reviews on the record before we get into the charts and all that. First up, we have James McKinnon of Kerrang! says, Attempting to pin down the sound of Sleep Token is about as difficult as point and pointless as uncovering the identity of their masked mastermind known simply as vessel one youtube commenter likened them to Coldplay's chris martin if he grew up listening to deftones james blake raised on slipknot would be a better fit an idiosyncratic pianist in possession of a deeply emotive voice coupled with an uncompromising stage presence and clear love for keeping people guessing Failing to recognize when to wrap up a track still proves to be Sleep Token's Achilles Achilles heel. Yet confirmed, confirmed times a thousand. Yeah. Confirmed, confirmed. <laughs> I can't, okay. I can't stay silent on that. Confirmed, gotcha. confirmed. Yet when the planets do align, the results are truly captivating and challenge what rock can sound and look like in 2021. And then gave it a three out of five. He he definitely threw some bands around in there that are in my notes as well. Oh, okay. Interesting. I got another one. Daniel Fella from Distorted Sound said, This place will become your tomb is a journey. It's an emotive dive into deep water and the kind of record that stays with you your whole life. It's unforgettable, unique, and damn close to flawless. Impeccably honed by a band that possesses the Midas touch. Soak it up and enjoy it because music doesn't get much better than this and gave it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. What was the publication? That was distorted sound. Okay. And that sounds more to me like what you talk when you talk about this album. <laughs> I would not give it a 10 out of 10. That is wild to me. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Perfect 10 album. out of 10 is I can give you one album that I think is a 10 out of 10 and that's it. You want to spoil it right now? If you want me to. Yeah. I think tools uh, undertow. Is a 10 out of 10. That thing... Is, is that the one of the hits? No. No, no it's the one before not. the hits. Before the big hits. There, There is some... There's at least one or two on there. I'm trying to remember which one. Schism? No. Schism is way later. Lateralis? Is that a whole album? That's a whole album. And I have which to admit, is also I, way later. I have to admit, I had a toll shirt in high school, like everybody did, I guess. Everybody was it that the was wrench in, like, penis? The counterculture. No, it was the green eyeball with two... Uh, two irises, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, later. but um, I've never really liked Tool. No, I've ne- I've never I've ne- I've never cared. And then once people started to get into Tool as a like, oh my god, these guys are so talented. I lost even more. I was mm-hmm. just like, I I I didn't care before they were this band, yeah. and I really don't care now that they're being praised like this. Uh, I really dug them up until the big hits and the claymation videos. Well, I don't know if I've ever listened to Undertow. So if you do think it's a 10 out of 10, put it on the list. Do you want me? Oh, man, I don't know if I could handle you being negative about it, though. 
And I, I feel like that would happen if with at least one song. Like I can't think of one per, in particular, like a specific one. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like you. I mean, just because this is what we do. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if I could handle me listening to it with that kind of ear either. That's that's one hundred percent fair. So so we're you're saying it right now that Toll is a ten out of ten, and it is it is off the charts. You cannot put it anywhere on this show. It will it will not appear. No, it won't. No, I won't. <laughs> I, I I refuse to bring it. Okay, that's fair. I I, I probably have some of those too, just because I don't want to. There's probably some albums that I think are stone cold classics that if I go back to, I'll be like, this isn't a good album. That's what I'm and saying. Then, like, even though I say it's a ten out of ten, I haven't listened to it in years. So if I yeah. go back and listen to it with the ear I have now after doing 30 episodes of this show, I feel like I would come up with some shit that I don't like about it and it would really bum me out. I don't think it would take away your enjoyment though because you still have the nostalgia built in. I do. But like coming in with, with the critiques that we we bring to music, I feel like I would find at least something that would just get on my nerves. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you would. And then I wouldn't Especially. be able to get rid of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes I find myself looking for things. Like if I if, if I like everything, I'm like, okay, what's wrong here? Let me look yeah, at something, this. something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this can't be a 10 out of 10. I don't know if I have a 10 out of 10 offhand. I'm sure I do. That was the only one I've ever said that I thought was a 10 out of 10. Actually, no. I, I think I said it on the episode. Wormwood is a 10 out of 10 to me. That thing's oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. I fucking love that thing. That thing has me written all over it. <laughs> one more review. This is from manofmuchmetal.com. I think it's just one dude who reviews a bunch of metal records. He says, It's one thing to be able to shroud your identity in mystery behind masks or by deliberately shunning the media, but it's quite another to be able to hide the true identity of your music as well. However, that's exactly what the enigmatic sleep token have managed to achieve with their sophomore release entitled This Place Will Become Your Tomb. He goes on to say about the record, I hear post-metal, gent, rock, electronic, prog, alternative, pop, and a plethora of other styles and influences. As a result, I have no idea how to describe the approach of Sleep Token in any kind of pithy way whatsoever. What I can say with certainty is that, on balance, I do enjoy the listening experience. There are some points where I'm left feeling a little less enamored, particularly in the album's later stages, but overall, I find the album a general, generally interesting and rewarding listen and scored it 79%. Yeah, I don't have any arguments with that. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few things I agree with that we'll get to when we get to my notes. But yeah, yeah I, got no, I got no arguments with that. <laughs> Great. I have a list of records released September 2021. These will be, I mean, it's like we're listening to them first time yesterday. September 3rd, the week of. Carnifex dropped Graveside Confessions. You mentioned Carnifex last week, I think. Yeah, I, oh, maybe I. I know I listened to a newer Carnifex record, but how how we've said a couple times recently. Oh yeah, the last couple modern years. time is yeah. weird. So if they may have put two out, or I went back and listened to one I didn't listen to before, perhaps. But I know I listened to a newer Carnifex record. Yeah. Well, that came out on the third. So did Imagine Dragons Mercury Act One, of course. Uh, of course, Iron Maiden's <laughs> Shinjutsu didn't listen. Also coming out on September third, Lady Gaga's Dawn of Chromatica. Okay, I don't know if that is Chromatica or if it's like a prequel to Chromatica. I don't know because Chromatica was definitely an album, but I don't know if that was. 
Maybe it is called Dawn of Chromatica, and I just thought it was Chromatica. wasn't my favorite, but I haven't revisited it, so okay. it's more just one of those things. It didn't grab me right away. And last but not least on the third, Drake's Certified Lover Boy. Talking about things that didn't grab me. Yeah, Ooh, right. That thing was just 30, 30 tracks of the same song. I was going to say, it's I heard fun. that thing was a big, big letdown for a lot of people. It's fine. It's If you like Drake, you're going to like it. It's, that's right. as simple as that. He's, he's doing what he knows will sell. <laughs> <laughs> right. September 10th, Andrew W.K. came out with God is Partying. You heard the conspiracy theory about him, too, right? No. That it's a different guy. Like, it's not the original Andrew W.K. That, that really? It, it's, a, it's just an actor playing Andrew W.K.? Nope, haven't heard that one. Again, I don't know where I hear these things, but yeah, I right? definitely heard it. I, I think I read a whole like it, like a whole big article about it at one point. Oh, wow. I'm hoping I didn't read it on April 1st. <laughs> uh, Baby Keem came out with The Melodic Blue. That album is fantastic. Is it? Yeah, I'm sure you've heard the song with Kendrick off of it, Family Ties. Yes, I have. That actually yeah. didn't that win the Grammy this year for best... A hip-hop performance? I yeah, think so. I think so. Hawthorne Heights came out with The Rain Just Follows Me, which was I great. I really, I really listened. enjoyed it. Yeah, you it were listening good. to Hawthorne Heights as I was listening to Baby Keem, I guess. And the last one that I wrote down for September 10th, Casey Musgraves, Starcrossed. I definitely listened to that. I wow, definitely those, did. Yeah, those two came out at the same time. I own that. Yeah. The following week, September 17th, Carcass came out with Torn Arteries. Which people have hailed, and I, I started my carcass run through, but I haven't gotten to Torn Arteries yet. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lil Nas X came out with Montero. Man, talk about a chart-killing album. That thing destroyed. And that dude knows how to promote. Like, wow. He is a machine. Yeah, right? That dude is a machine. <laughs> he is he is the king of the internet. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's like, he he is to the internet hype as 50 is to beefing. Like, I would never <laughs> mess with Right, him. yeah, not I ever. Uh, the plot in you came out with Swan Song. I haven't listened to a plot in you album in a long time. It's been a while. Thrice came out with Horizons East, which I kind of enjoyed. I don't think I listened to it. Not as good as their previous like three records. In my okay, opinion. I don't know if I listened to the last three. I know I listened to the one that had uh, Black Honey or whatever it yeah. was on it. Yeah, that was uh, the one that was two before this. Spirit Box came out with Eternal Blue. <clears throat> came out with Eternal Blue. So Eternal Blue and Melodic Blue are two albums that came out in the same month. That's interesting. That is interesting. And I I think I told you about Eternal Blue. If yeah, you, I know you have opinions on it. Yeah, if you like her singing and you like that style of singing, that thing is great. I just, I don't know what I expected from it. Well, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, but I didn't get it. And then the last album that came out uh the, on the 17th that we would talk about is idola's the architect which i absolutely loved and you tore apart okay that's not fair. <laughs> I, I talked about it as a professional with a professional manner it's true. and a stern voice it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that record you thought it was all right you thought it was i didn't all right. i didn't Love it quite as much. <laughs> no, I I went nuts over that thing. I still haven't got that that vinyl yet. Still waiting on that. That's going to be the uh, running bit of the show, and it's it's going to be a bit that pisses you off more and more every week. I know. So. Ordered that thing last September. It's all good though. All good. Last week of September, I have two records that came out. Angels and Airwaves came out with Life Forms that I liked. I thought it was pretty good. 
do we have Angels and Airwaves on the list? Do you want there to be Angels and Airwaves on the list? Yeah, I've never listened to a full Angels and Airwaves app. Oh, it's on the I list want, then. I, and I want to. Like, I, I would like to try some Tom DeLong. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll throw. Yeah, we'll go through the discography if you want. Great. <laughs> you start sending me discographies of angels and airwaves and there's some discographies coming your way sir yeah no no that won't happen and then the last record that came out in september that we will talk about is hitler wears hermes eight by west side gun yeah wait side a or side b i don't know they didn't both come out at the same time like three weeks apart oh really they and they both have like 24 tracks on it oh my god <laughs> West Side Gun is the new Axl Rose but it, it was all presented in a way that like this is his final project like this is his this is his opus and he's done like okay. he's done putting albums out he said this is the last time like th- this is it this is my magnum opus and then he's just going to be like a curator gotcha yeah but I know we don't have to talk about West Side Gun right now <laughs> we'll have plenty of time for that in another episode I'm sure we will Billboard Hot 100 week of September 25th 2021 number one Stay by the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. I don't know if I've ever heard that song. I don't think I have either. I don't think I know who Kid Leroy is. I know I've heard the name, but I've never heard a track, I don't think. I've I have no idea. Never heard of him. Good for, good for Bieber, another number one. Right. Uh number two, Way Too Sexy by Drake featuring Future and Young Thug. I'm guessing that's off certified lover boy. I'm sure it is. Number three, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Wait, hold on. Did you say both Future and Young Thug were on it? That's what that's what it said when I looked. Yeah, it up. you. That, that's a track you're not enjoying. No, that's that that one's not for me. Number four is Knife Talk by Drake featuring Twenty One Savage and Project Pat. That's a that's a much better track. Actually, I appreciate Certified Lover Boy just because it got Project Pat a bag. That's all I care about. Yeah, all I it. care about is it got Project Pat a bag. Did you say number three was Ed Sheeran? Yes, I did. Okay, he may come up later. Okay. Oh, in, in the in your track to track. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh number five is Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. I think it's I country. Know. I think it's I think yeah, it's I a country track. Is. And then the one song in the entire Billboard Hot One Hundred that I messed with at all came in at number thirty one. Oh boy. <laughs> and it was Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. And I I, I still haven't listened to that album, I don't think. I mess heavy with that record. I know you love it. Yeah, you I do love a it. Lot about it. To the point where you cared a lot about what color vinyl you were getting. Like, I think that was a little too loud. Yeah, yeah. The yellow was the yellow was aggressive, man. It was super. It was very, very bright. But I feel like it matched. To me, it looked like it felt like it matched the cover. But no. to you, it did not. No, it was not. That was not it. That's why they press 55 colors of everything now. It's because multiple down. people like different things. <laughs> uh, the number one album, September 18th through October 2nd. Also the week of October 23rd and the week of November 6th was Drake's Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. And then the weeks in between, it's like Donda or some bullshit. I, yeah. It was something, yeah. Because they, they both released and they both bounced back and forth. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, that, that was it for the charts. That was it for... Any kind of notes I had. You're blank. You've, you've run out. I like I have nothing left in my notebook except for my top three and my record of the week. Okay. So I guess we can get into it. Then. Let's, get into, my... let's get into your track by track review of sleep tokens. This place will become your tomb. 
I kind of want to do this. Uh, okay, I wanted to do this as unconventional as this album feels. Like I wanted to just bounce around in between tracks and talk like, about shit. Good luck. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we've done that actually. But I tried to like actually put this in an order where I had a list of like go from this track, reference this track, do this track, bounce back to this track, reference that track from there. That'll be oh, a segue wow. to that. And it got too much in my head. I was like, I don't need to put this much work into this. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So I honestly ripped those pages out of my notebook, crumpled them oh, up no. and threw them in the garbage and said, I'm just going to go back and I'm going to do this. Ripping um, pages oh, out of the notebook is a big thing for our notebooks. But it wasn't like the actual track notes. It was me trying to figure out how to talk about the tracks in an unconventional manner. So sure. like, I still have my notes. Okay. And most of my notes are... It's like half and half between before I knew that they were this masquerading sure. theatrical band and then yeah. the other half. So whenever if I say something that seems a little slanted more negatively, know that that was before I found out that they were these. So kind of like masquerade. my notes from Whitechapel where I had yeah. the lyrical breakdown and then the musical yeah. breakdown. Kind of like that. I mean, it's all like mixed together, but it, yeah. it's more like once I knew that that's what they were. I was able to accept things differently. We'll start off with the first track, Atlantic. Sure. Yeah. Atlantic. Number one. This cannot be an opener to me. Like if this was, if this is, if this is the out, al- if this is the album opener, mm-hmm. I, and I wasn't listening to for this show, I probably wouldn't have listened to the rest of the album. That would have been it. That I would have listened to the first track and have been like, uh, I, I see what they're doing and it's not <laughs> what I'm into. Okay. It, it's just totally off the vibe with me, like the whole the piano, really the, the vocal styling. And I'm going to try to I'm only going to talk about the vocals when there's changes in them that I need to talk about, because I don't okay. want to like I don't want to hamper on the I don't like the vocals because I don't like this. This this vocalist, the style that he does most of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's just, okay. It doesn't. And I don't want to say this lot either. It, it's like it reminds me of Imagine Dragons vocals. That's just gotcha. what I hear. OK. And then that's that's what was bothering me most is I was in that Imagine Dragons mind space. Sure. And then once I found out that they were anonymous and wear masks, I was like, okay, that makes it a little cooler. So yeah. like it was easier to accept the vocals after that. But okay. I just I don't want to I don't want to hamper on those few things. I just want to get them out of the way. Sure. Yeah. So we will actually put a pin in Atlantic and we'll circle back to it. Sounds great. So hypnosis second yeah. track. This should be the opener. It, okay. it does. It does what I think openers should do, at least for me, is it gets me in it. It starts a little heavier and there's a little bit of a toll feeling to me at the beginning. Sure. As we yeah. mentioned toll earlier. Yep. Um, there's also a bit of Deftones vibes altogether, which is where I understand that dude's review of His, how it's. Yeah. About Chris Martin being grown up on Deftones. Yes. There's yeah. a, there's a there's a lot of Deftones in this in certain songs. Like I said, it, mm-hmm. it's it's so unconventional. You can't say that there's Deftones in this whole album. Yeah, it's impossible. Yep. And I can actually specifically tell you the track that this reminded me of from Deftones. It is from their self-titled and it was the track Hexagram is what the yes. one that really, really made me think here in here. It, I just I heard Hexagram playing. I was like, this is just Deftones. This is what sure. it sounds like. <laughs> sure. And I can already imagine you when you heard this listening to it and being like, I know how much he loves Deftones. Yeah, dude, I was <laughs> in. I did. And I didn't realize it was that until I listened to the whole record. Yeah, because I I came across just one song first up. Okay, and I and was you, like, "Do you remember what is, song it was? Do you want me to tell you what song it was? Tell me when we get there." Okay, I'll tell you when I when we get there. But yeah. I I heard the one song and was kind of taken aback. Like I was kind of sub, super surprised by it, yeah. and then I just was like, "I need to listen to this whole record." 
And then like you, um, Atlantic was a slow burner for me because it's, I think, I think I probably appreciate it more than you because Emily is big into piano. I liked the piano. Yeah. That wasn't the issue in that track. The song. The other I mean, the voice. It. Yeah. But then the dynamics of Atlantic really drew me into because you go from that slow piano ballad type sounding thing into the huge kind of big rock vibe, uh, yeah. like bordering on metal kind of proggy and then back down. I dig that build up and then cool down. I, I think I've mentioned it in most of our episodes when there's a dynamic song, I really, really dig the back and forth. And then, yeah, coming into hypnosis, I was, I was going to say it. If you did not the Deftones vibe on hypnosis, it's crazy. Yeah. I was, I was all in after the second track. There's not a chance. It cannot be influenced by Deftones. There's not a chance. Like you can't create the sound without Deftones. You can say that about world. almost any guitar based music coming out right now. I, I can argue that. Yeah, I could see that argument. Yeah. Now, a negative of this track is sure. along with the vocals, the way that they're being used it, when it takes so long to get a word out, like when you're doing okay. one word for, I don't know, four or five seconds, like when you're stretching you out, out a yeah, one syllable word to be like five syllables. It really gets under my skin. I understand. And it wasn't it wasn't super noticeable until I went into it with the lyrics. Yeah. Because before I was just kind of like enjoying the vibe, whatever I was trying sure. to, you know, manage. But once I was reading, I was like, oh, my God, we're not done with this fucking one line yet. What the yeah. fuck? Is that? <laughs> I get it. I kind of liken it to uh, Christina Aguilera. The way she sings drives me nuts when she does the, like her little. She, she loves the runs. Yeah. She loves them. She does those runs and it. Yeah. It usually drives me crazy, but. For some reason, I'm down with Vessel doing it. There's a like ending breakdown-ish part of, of Hypnosis that is fantastic. And mm-hmm. then that's when I already realized how technically talented this band is. Like Everything is placed well. Everything is done well yeah. together. And everything is done with a great skill. Like I have no problems with any of that. Dude, I could go on about the drums about on almost every track of this record. Yeah, no, the, the drums all... Any, any, any drums on this album is great. It's very Phenomenal. Well I think it's Vessel 2 is the drummer. Yeah, oh, sure. He's (laughs) like, I don't understand how his brain could work coming up with the drum fills that he does. Just the the cymbal lines and then coming in with with the rest of the beat and then filling with crazy double bass pedals and toms. Like, he's all like, he has to have eight arms. He's the octopus from that freaking. Warner Brothers cartoon from back in the 70s. I don't know what show it was, and I don't know if I'm making <laughs> it up like it's in my head from back then, but I swear he he's just like absolutely amazing. I agree. There were many times on here where I would hear the drums. I'd be like, oh, yeah, he loved that. Like, I would Dude, think of you and be like, uh, yeah, yeah, 100 that's, that, that's the other thing. You set this up and talked about this album as if it's if it wasn't a Scott record. Like you right. were like, this isn't a Scott record. There's things it, on it, here that aren't, though. I agree, and we'll get there. But if if we were a a range where yeah. I'm at one end and you're at the other, this sure. thing's way closer to your side. Than yeah, me. I'll agree with that. So like it's it's a much more a Scott record. But if you look at the bigger picture of music from just me and what my tastes are, and then the rest of the world's taste on music, 
it might be closer to the rest of the world on a normal basis. To me, a lot of this is the vocals driving it very heavy. And like, we'll get into that in a few certain tracks. Sure. And I, but I, when I hear this style of vocal, it, it, remi- it just, I hear it as something you would like. Gotcha. That's what I mean. Like when I say it's more you than, than a me, like when I hear it, I'm like, this definitely sounds like something he would listen to. Yes. It may be a little tweaked and a little different and a See, little yeah, that, unconventional. And then that's where I say, this reminds me more of what the rest of the world listens to vocally than what I am more used to. I guess this is just, <laughs> You're seeing the rest of the world, whereas I'm standing behind you seeing you before the rest of the world. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, 100%. That's where we're at, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last thing on hypnosis is it's too long. I gotcha. Moving on. Yeah, it's it's five and a half minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. I have noted where what I feel about all the lengths of these tracks. (laughs) Gotcha. Next track is mine, and this one I felt Ed Sheeran immediately, like Shape okay. of You, Ed Sheeran. That's what I heard. Yeah, I I get that from like like theme and subject matter with this mm-hmm. song. Yeah, yeah, it it all kind of mixes into that. But again, it's a complete departure from the last track, so it's it's weird. It's just unconventional. Yeah, dude. I love the electric sounds, like the electronic sounds on the chorus are great. I love those little electronic sounds, which is something that I know you probably enjoy in this that you don't enjoy most of the time. Exactly. Yeah. I have a feeling a lot of the things on here that are things you normally would enjoy are things I enjoy. Yeah. That's kind of why I wanted to bring it to you and why I talked about it. Like, I don't know. I think I probably mentioned it like five episodes previous to this. Was this album a record of the week for you at one point? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Okay, so it was this, early this is on. the first then. Yeah. This, this is the is... first time we've done a record of the week. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Anytime any track on this album introduces like a heavier backbone mm-hmm. and gives me something to like focus much more on. Yeah. I, I appreciate the song much more, but the song too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes moving on to like that. There's a, the, the distorted, like deep bass on this is perfect. It's yeah. great. It sounds super industrial. It mm-hmm. makes the whole song sound cavernous and hollow, which I'm a really big fan of for sure. But they did it. They do this one in a way where it feels cavernous and hollow, but there's still a ceiling on it where some of the other stuff feels like it's just so spacey that there's yeah. no top. And I think I think I need that roof to let me know I'm not going to float away. <laughs> right, right. I think I need it. So you saw the album artwork for this, yeah? Yes, like underwater drowning. The underwater thing? Right. Yeah, I totally get that feeling from this record. Yes, but... I don't think even because if you're in the sea or in the ocean, there's still a, like a top of where the water's at. I, right. To me, it feels like there's no limit. It's just space. Like you're yeah. in the sea of space. Sure. There's some. <laughs> sure. <laughs> condescending <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> there's some great like whisper yelled ad libs mm-hmm. in here. Like when yeah. he's singing, he'll be singing a certain part and there's like a whispered yell ad lib. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Creatively, I, I, I like that a lot. Just really fantastic track beginning and end, really. I, it's and it's not too long. Like it's a great, it's a no, great track it's, beginning. And it's end. very like it pop song length and structure. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, they knew how to end it. Like oh, the other guys, they know how to end the song. <laughs> they do kind of just just pitter on for a while. But they do a little bit. Yeah. Next song, the love you want. Mm-hmm. Ed Ed Sheeran vibes back for me on this one. It feels like another Ed Sheeran track. The love and songs. Again, the love songs is where Ed Sheeran's at. But hearing, I, I'm, I mean, like I physically hear Ed Sheeran, like sure. that's what, it, it, and I felt it much more before I learned they were masked. Once they were masked and they were these guys, I was like, 
Oh, okay. I see. It's a different vibe than being like a nerdy redhead, I guess. Right, <laughs> right. Maybe he is under the mask. Maybe that's Ed Sheeran. Also, the one thing, when, when, when I was going through it with the lyrics, when I did it before I knew they were masked, mm-hmm. all of the the God and heaven stuff had a much different inflection on me than when I learned that it was for a God and it was a heaven of sleep. It was a completely different vibe. So once I got that and I was like, okay, Scott didn't bring me this weirdly Uber Christian album. No, I was kind of like, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that a lot more. And it, and I don't know why I have those biases. Like I shouldn't, it's, but it happens. It's a thing. I love the word choice in the love you want. Uh, the c- continuum is not a word you hear often. And right. I love, yeah. I love hearing continuum. Yeah. When the vocals aren't elongating the words, like they're, he's singing great on this. The, he's just singing sure. the words in the proper speed to yeah, me. He does run. He does do runs every once in a while that, yeah, they can get tedious. And now this track actually sent me down a hole this morning. I honestly spent 40 minutes this morning trying to figure this out. Figuring out the love you want? Yeah, there's a the melody on it is a much toned down, softer version that is identical to I think a Mudvayne track. Whoa! And I went and listened to all of the Mudvayne album, which, by <laughs> the way, I wanted to bring to you, and I realized it's an hour and eight minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> so I listened to it this morning, trying to figure it out, and I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't listen to like the whole album. I was like skipping around like ten seconds, ten seconds. Sure, 10 just seconds. trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I didn't find it. But like so many things I heard also sounded like it. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, there's. I, I don't want to go as far as say that there's a Mudvayne influence because Mudvayne aren't very influential. They kind of right. were just part of a. They were part of a wave. Yeah, yeah. And it also could be a completely different song that I'm thinking of. <laughs> right. And it's it's so in my head and. I can't even figure out the lyrics in my head. Like I can just hear the na 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 na. Like that's all yeah, I hear. That's it. And it's the same. It's the exact same melody as this track. Uh, I like this track a lot. Just too long. Sure. Yep. They not end. Push it. They had four and a half minutes on that one. So. Yeah, I, I think my limit is like four and a quarter. I'm gonna say four, yeah. four and a half if it's great, but. Yeah. I think I think I've definitively found my limit. One thing I liked about the love you want, it's got that switch up in the middle of it where it turns jazzy. Yeah. Like the, the drums get super jazzy and then there's the pianos in there. And I was just like, whoa, they're bringing so many different like this is the, the moment where I realized they're bringing so many different influences and so many different genres to this album that just. It blew me away yeah and it might not all even be necessary like, like the no, jazz might have been unnecessary no i agree but it does something yeah it's crazy next track is fall for me and i'm guessing you hated this track i love this track okay that's really weird that's what i'm this- saying this is that one i told you about in an episode where i said it was an acapella friggin auto-tuned nothing track but sounds like it's a full song i have here yes 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 this is you keep (laughs) keep the bug zapper effect on all the vocals (laughs) like run back on the rest of the tracks put the bug zapper vocal put the bug zapper effect on it i don't care what i don't know what pedal we singing through i don't know what he's doing but that the the bug zapper effect on his vocals on this track is perfect it's amazing Somehow it's acapella, and I'll I'll reveal it right now. It's the best track on the album, and I don't understand how. It's so wild, how. right? 
it's, it's so it's, crazy. It's stripped down. There's yeah. false drops every like 15 seconds where you yeah. think something's gonna happen. It's wild. It's yeah. so good. How how it's can so that good. how can that be something? This this is the point where I said it's not a Scott record because it's just so like that is nothing I would ever look for or ever think I would ever ever enjoy. But this yeah. song is yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, no, this is definitely not a Scott track, and yeah. I I adore this track. It's yeah. so good, so good. The rest of this album could be garbage, and this one would be enough <laughs> to be like, yeah, that was a that was a fine album. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the downsides of giving me that vocal yeah. that is so great is when we go to Alkaline next, right. and, and I I am gone. I am jarred to yeah. be brought back because now I know what I could have. <laughs> And now you're giving me the vocal that I'm not a big fan of. And that's the only reason I want to talk about the vocal again is because it changed up from the last one. Yep. Uh, And now I'm somehow more against it than I was before this track. Because like, I was like, I I see what you can do. And that sounds great. (laughs) Do that. Keep doing that. Right. But this, this track does win me back. Like this track is good. I reacclimate to the vocals and I I'm, I'm fine with this. The lyric perfectly misaligned is great. Yeah. I think it's a, a lot of the writing on this is great. Is yeah. Even if even if I don't understand what the fuck they're talking about, right. a lot of it is great. This is the first track I heard. So this okay. this is the video I watched. What got me into this band at all, and okay. the talking about like chemistry in the beginning and molecules, and I was like, this is so wild. Like, it, who sings about this stuff? And then likening it to a relationship with somebody and I don't, it just, yeah, it sucked me in and made me want to listen to this whole record. This, this song, I could see why. Yeah. It's, it's just so, so good. It's like so if good. it was able, if it was able to bring me back from that last track and right. bring me back into the album, I, I have to give it credit. Like, I, and it's not too long either. Like it's just, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. it's a good, another track. three and a half you know, minutes. It's and the drums, the, the drums, dude, I could talk about the drums. Like I said, on every track of this record, that had drums they're just insane like i again i don't understand how he puts the stuff together it's like it's wild the dude has an extra arm or something because it's crazy he doesn't put it together sleep does for that right 100 it's an offering (laughs) (laughs) next track is distraction sure this one has more spacey moments where the words are elongated so it's not not one of my favorite tracks that's just not a vibe i'm in if that's what you're into this is probably down your alley, but yeah. it wasn't for me. It was toned down and it was boring a lot of the times for me too long. It, it was another too long track. Yeah. This, this is towards the end of the record. We start getting kind of the same formula of songs. I feel like it's too much of the same. Yeah. And even though it's technically proficient and great, it does start wearing on a bit. I, I mean, they definitely made the album they want to make. There's no doubt. Oh, about 100%. That. Yeah. But I think you could cut this down to be a a very streamlined and very specific, like ex, like extended EP. Like I, I think six, you could still make track? it an EP. I seven, was thinking, I was thinking ten. You could cut two songs out of it, maybe. I'm just saying the end. It's just it's too much of the same. Like I really just started to be like, okay, yep, uh, okay. I, I was thinking I this one. distraction and maybe descending could be cut and then keep the bottom three. Well, let's move on to descending. Sure. It has like a higher pitch singing and yeah. it's better. But again, this song suffers in the spacey area. Like it's just out there and kind of ethereal and broad. 
it's like it, this track is always building, but mm. it never finishes the structure. Like by time you finish the track, there's a door frame built. You got some stairs outside and there's a handrail land beside it. Like you, there's no <laughs> it's full not done. Right. Moving on to, do you know the proper pronunciation of tele, telomeres? That's what telomeres. I was going to say. Telomeres. Huge Chino sounds. Mm-hmm. This sounds, he's singing just like Chino. And if he sang this way, the entire record, and you brought this to me without telling me it was Sleep Token, I'd be like, this is a Deftones record, and it's great. <laughs> it's almost, though, like it's Deftones as a wedding song at the beginning. Ooh, like it sounds yeah. like it sounds like, like a that. very nice, changed-up Deftones wedding song. But then the issue is it sounds like Hoobastank joins the fucking wedding. Oh, no. <laughs> that's where my mind went. With the I didn't pull that one. <laughs> they came in this time, and I was like, oh, boy, Hoobastank's here. Can we just please let Chino do his thing? Please. <laughs> But then it, we we get back to Chino. It's a very enjoyable track. The production on this whole album is is precision. It's yeah. it's insane how much time probably went into perfecting every individual oh, second sure. of yeah. this. Drums, dude, on the song in particular. Drums. <laughs> I know you you and your drums, dude. I know. <laughs> I never knew I was a drum guy until we started doing this, and then they really started yeah. picking up for me. I'm apparently a vocals guy. Like, yeah, if, if, I always if thought I was. Don't, if the vocals don't click with me, it's real. It's it's a chore for me sometimes. Yeah, I always thought I was a vocals and lyrics guy, but man, the drums on this thing got me thinking something else. Next up, High Water. Yeah. The line, choke myself on sacred vapor is amazing. It's yeah. a great line. I love it so much. It's so sick. This track is too long, but just at the beginning. Like it takes too okay. long to get to the end because the ending is the best part where it gets heavy and yeah. all dirty. Yeah, if you cut out, you cut a verse in the middle, and you got a good, you got a better track here. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good to go. It's shorter. It's it's more accessible to me. Let's roll, right? <laughs> and then moving on to the quote unquote closer, but again, I still have a pin in Atlantic. So yeah, listen. you do. This thing has like an acoustic opening. I feel like this is a very Scott song. This is a very Scott song. You have to love this song. I it even like sounds like some alter alternative shit I'd hear on the radio. And <laughs> I don't. I don't mean. I don't so mean that's, shit like that's Scott. Bad. Then <laughs> I don't mean shit like bad. I mean just stuff. I meant shit right. as a euphemism for stuff. Gotcha. And this ends as the album closer with like the dissonant sound, which I appreciate mm-hmm. that a lot as yeah, a closer. I like that. But too. hear me out. If I started this album with hypnosis, mm-hmm. I don't want to get rid of Atlantic. Throw it on the end after missing limbs. So let let me tell you something about that transition, because one thing I really, really enjoy doing is listening to an album all the way through and then restarting yeah. it. Yeah. So the transition between Missing Limbs and Atlantic is beautiful. Yeah, it needs to. That's how it needs to be. It needs to be the closer. Yeah. And I also realize, though, that it might only be the closer for me because the way that Atlantic works is it kind of takes you from a, kind of a a soft kind of piano that is yeah. quote unquote what be closer to the normal society mm-hmm. and then moves you into this heavier realm whereas that heavier realm is my neutral yeah right so so if you put atlantic as the ending it's taking me from the piano that i've actually managed to be enjoying and it's putting me back to my neutral right Whereas if it, I understand why it's the opener because it takes the normal society, the normal yeah. music listener, and then gets the them into heavier heavy. stuff. Yeah. Yes, but if it was the closer for me, it's a much better place for it. Hypnosis is a better open. 
I'm not even going to say a bookend test because hypnosis to Atlantic is fantastic. Yeah. But you could not have any story within there told because you, the it's so unconventional. Everything about this album is off the wall. It's pretty wild. Yeah. At, at its, at its best, it is Deftones mixed with a little bit of like system of a down because <laughs> there is, there is some like technicality in there that I don't yeah. think you hear from a lot of bands other than system of a down. And then I don't want to say Slipknot because in my head, Slipknot is always Iowa Slipknot. I can't separate sure. that because that's my favorite Slipknot album. I don't really give a shit about many more Slipknot albums, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, But I, I understand that they do get softer a lot of albums. But this thing is heavily influenced by a lot of bands I enjoy. But it's going away towards stuff that I don't enjoy. Right. I, I guess I see it more as bringing other quote unquote normal people into heavier stuff. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I, but I think if that was the aim, I don't think they would be masked. I don't think that like, you know what I mean? They're, a, they're appealing to, which is weird because it appeals to me, but not the sound like ghost is the same way. I feel like sleep token may be the dreamscape in space ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Like they are, they're like in a more electronic, more shoegazy ghost almost, I guess you could throw in there. Okay. But I, the, the, the shoegaze might just be the Deftones. The Deftones. Because, yeah. So my top three, I yeah, guess. Go with your top three. Number three, because it won me back and I appreciate it for what it is. It's alkaline. Okay. Cause I didn't, I did not anticipate it being able to do it. And by the end of that track, it did win me back. Number two is like that. Yeah, it, it just the the industrialness of it, it. I really like the the hollowness and the the whole scale of it all. Yeah, and then number one, fall for me. It's it's a fucking great track. Yeah. I can't get past it. It's fantastic. I had the hardest time coming up with a top three. <laughs> of course, I could easily give you a top seven. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, but cutting it down to top three was more than half of my week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, number three, Telemeres. The very much Chino, Deftones yeah. feel track. The drums on it, as I said all this episode, this, the drums on this record are phenomenal. And this track in particular, just out there. The only reason that the Deftones sounding songs aren't on my top three is because, to me, they are so heavily influenced by Deftones, I would just listen to Deftones. Right. So, like, I tried to pick out what I considered a sleep token songs sure. as opposed to a Deftones song. My number two is Alkaline. Yeah. The, the track agree. that got me into them. Crazy, wild. I, I can't even begin to understand how this yes. works, but it does. Super good track. And then my number one, The Love You Want. That okay. jazzy break in the middle of it. Gave just, you it all you needed. Dude, it just does something for me. I don't even know. I, I can't understand how that worked its way into the track and then turned out as good as it did. And then it's placement in the record. Like it's, it's just this crazy wild musical break that I didn't know I needed. And it was like a palate cleanser musically. I don't, I don't know, dude, but then like, I'm a big fan of for real, almost all these other tracks. Like I said, the, yeah. I would maybe cut two distraction and descending. They, they kind of run on a little bit and they're kind of the same tone. Uh, I appreciate them for what they are, but if you cut those two out, made it a 10 song record, I would almost agree with a 10 out of 10 guy. Whoa. Honestly. Whoa. I, yeah. It's, it's, it shouldn't work. 
in my head, it should not work. It should not be a record that I love, but cut those two out, cut it down by, you know, 10 minutes. Cause cutting those two songs out gives you another 10 minutes. And then you could cut, you could cut down a couple more songs, like a couple minutes too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. Uh, they do drag on a bit, but I, I think I appreciate the atmosphere that the drawn out intros and the drawn out outros kind of bring. I don't know. Cut this thing down to 10 songs, 45 minutes, and I'm all the way in. Throne owner grown. I mean, throne own phone or grown. Yeah, that is the question. Throne own phone or grown. Yeah. Uh, I, I very much appreciated my time in this. I, I, I enjoyed the experience of listening to this, no matter whether I was fighting it for the first two or three <laughs> days I was listening. Right. And then realizing, you know, different things about it and getting more into it and liking certain things and hating other things. That being said, and this this isn't about the quality of this because this thing is great. It's very it ha- has a lot of quality here, and you hear a big buck coming up. I do. <laughs> Normally, I wait to delete the album off my phone. Oh no! Like till tomorrow, <laughs> when I finished my my show like wrap up listen this morning, I deleted it. I don't, oh, not even a I phone. Prob- I probably I, yeah. You don't need to worry about me getting. The uh, the vinyl of whatever's coming out, <laughs> sundowning, sundowning re-release. It, it's a groan, but it's a groan that is leading me in a, a direction where this is something I wouldn't have experienced before. I'm a pre- I'm appreciative of it. I respect it for what it is. I just co- I, I can't see myself going back to it. Sure, I, there's too too much different stuff going on. I, I I can't find myself in a mindset where this would be like. You know what today is? I think it's a sleep token day. <laughs> sleep token it's just day. Not, it's not where I wake up and think that. For sure. With the wrap up, I didn't expect you to do anything other than groan this. Yeah. So I, pr- I appreciate the good takes that you took out of this because I, I think as a whole, we both come into these with open minds. Mm-hmm. And then even though it seems like I don't sometimes. I, me too. <laughs> it may not seem like I enjoyed my time with it. But I came into it with an open mind and just ready to experience anything. Yeah, and at the very least, I can now use this because any any time I talk about things that I hear, I use other bands to reference it. So this right. can be something that I will be able to reference down the road somewhere else. That also being said, I realize we're at a point now at the show. Like we've gotten all these big ones back and forth out that the other one somehow missed. Even though I probably still have a few that you missed somewhere along the line. Probably we're now at a point where we're bringing the other person records that we we're kind of pretty sure they're not going to dig, but yeah, th- we like to talk about it. Right. <laughs> that, and that's the thing. Like this record shouldn't be either one of ours. Really? Yes, it, it works. It works less as a Scott record like, yeah. as, as an album. It works, but it works less as a Scott record. And then, like I said, I think it's a situation where here's normal society. You're looking at them and sleep tokens in between you two, but I'm behind you and I see you. I don't see sleep token yeah. and I definitely don't see normal society. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like I, I, I appreciate this point that we're at where we're just bringing each other random stuff Yeah, that we're like, we can talk about this. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah, and it's like, hey, I'm I, I want to listen to this this week. So yeah, this is what do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to do my own deep dive on this for this week. So I'm gonna make you do it too. <laughs> yes. All right. Other than other than the sleep talking record, what what's your record of the week? What were you listening to? Uh, my record of the week is a pre order I got finally from last year sometime. I think I ordered it in July. My 
my copy of Deaf Heaven's Infinite Granite came in finally. Uh, and I prevented myself from listening to any of this before I got the record. I had heard rumors that there was a big switch up musically. Okay. okay. I was unaware of how big of a switch up Deaf Heaven went through uh, from being their post black metal whatever band they were in the beginning to this very kind of sleep token version of Deaf Heaven. Okay. So you were in your bag. You were I, in it your was bag. it was so wild how this just lined up for me. Don't get me wrong. I prefer the other version of Deaf Heaven and I hope that they manage to go back to it sometime. Uh but I didn't hate this record as much as I heard other people hating it. But it was it was enjoyable. And the vinyl looks gorgeous. <laughs> that's that's all that matters, right? Dude, it, it sounds and looks great. Yeah. It it's this great clear vinyl with cobalt blue splatters on it. It just looks great. That sounds nice. My record of the week is again, and this always happens, probably the opposite of what you you listen to. Um <laughs> Rick Ross's, let's call him right hand man, basically, gunplay released okay. a new record. The album's called All Bullshit Aside. There's a feature on every track, but like two, I think. And I mean uh, obviously, Rick Ross shows up on this. Pussy Badass, Jim Jones. Like, there, there's, there's, you know, some bigger names on here. And Gunplay is actually rapping a. He's rapping much better than he did before. He, oh. he used to be like very erratic, and I think he did have like a meth problem. So like he was rapping in that mindset a lot. Yeah, that's rough. But I think I read in Rick Ross's book that Gunplay like pulled him out of a burning car, so he'll never like. Oh dang! He'll never like leave Gunplay. Like that's his dude forever. Yeah. There's also a story of when they were at the BET Awards, whenever Rick Ross and 50 Cent were beefing. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Gunplay got caught outside with a Gensology unit and he was trying to fight every member by himself. Whoa. That's... Like he said, he said, let's go. I don't that's care. That's wild. <laughs> Holy cow. So like, that's just a real dude. Yeah, that's crazy. And- I-, I like the album a lot. I'm not going to go off and say like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody it's even like a great rapper hip-hop record but for what i wanted and for what sound i enjoy i like grimy trap music i like grimy bars i like shit like that so it, it worked for me a lot and i liked it that was i listened to some other stuff but i don't think i have enough of a handle on vince staples new album yet because it Man, is something I, yeah i'm with you on that i still can't get my head wrapped around it quite yet it's it's i i think it's very 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 good but it's just such a an experience almost. I can't, I can't yeah. make it my record of the week yet. Cause I'm still spinning it. <laughs> so I just, now I have to tell you what we're listening to next week, right? Yeah. Give it to me. So we did a album that was your record of the week at one point. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw it right back at you. I'm going to do a record. That was my record of the week at one point. Nice. And this is one of those situations where I kind of just want to listen to this and talk about it more. <laughs> and I, this album may have come up in the past four episodes. Oh, wow. Uh, we're going to do Stove God Cooks Reasonable Drought. Nice. I'm actually really looking forward to this. After I finished my weird mud vein dive today, after trying to find that song, I threw that on to finish my walk. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is what we need to talk about. Because it, And it's been my go-to album, honestly, for probably like three or four months now. Like if, if I'm just scrolling and I don't know what exactly what to listen to, I throw it on. So there you go. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. I was hoping it was going to be our first uh, record oh, of the record week, week, but I forgot that you did sleep token. Oh, before. sorry, I didn't so mean you, to ruin you that. Beat for me you. to it. Yeah. You beat me to it, but we we went we went back. 
So yeah, I, uh, sleep tokens. This place will become your tomb. Was a groan to me, but I respect it and appreciate it for what it is. There you go. Uh, next week we will be listening to Stove God Cooks Reasonable Drought. I'm not 100% sure how much bio I'm going to get on Stove God Cooks because as big as he is, he's a guy that doesn't seem to be uh, much out there. I just did a quick little thing, but well, I'll, I'll do what I can, see what I can find. Sure. I'm excited to hear all of your opinions, like your <laughs> your your background opinions, your lyrical opinions, your everything. I'm very excited. I guess I should say that it's it's Stove God Cooks and Rock Marciano because he's the producer. Rock Marciano's the producer, kind of, yeah. It's, it's a whole combo thing, but I'm excited. Follow us on Twitter at AYLpod. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Friend us on Facebook, something like that. Join the group. Send us, join the group. <laughs> Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Yep. If you have any ideas of relations of people who should continue their band's lineage or artist's <laughs> lineage, let us know. Do you think Reba's daughter, I don't know if Reba has a daughter, should I continue singing Reba's songs? What if um, the daughter from the Reba show started doing music and doing Cheyenne, Reba songs? Cheyenne doesn't have it in her. Cheyenne I'm just doesn't saying. Have it in her. I'm just saying. She that doesn't. That's fake blood. Although the other one, <laughs> what was the other daughter's name? The younger daughter. Cheyenne oh, the, the sassy one. one. The sassy one. Yeah. She went oh, through her goth phase. I loved it. I think I had a crush on her at the time, and I was allowed because I was of age. Like I wasn't too old. Sure, yeah. I think I could see Van up there. I could see Van up there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> listeners, thank you. Tell a tell a tell a farm animal about us. Like just tell, Ooh, just walk up to a local sheep and tell them that there's a podcast you're really enjoying. And Emily loves cows, so if we could get our if we could grow our cow uh, demographic, cow that would be great. Thank you, thank you for listening, Scott. Thank you for the episode. Thank you, brother. Thank you for bringing me the album. I'm I'm glad you kind of liked it for the time you listened to it. No matter what, even if I despise an album, I'll pull something out of it, and the experience will will make my life more well rounded. There you go. Uh, are you listening? Are you listening? Sure, <laughs> sure. Dolly, condescending dickhead. Or is that racist because he's a redhead? I don't know, man.